0: I i hit the button. Good evening, America. Sports reports in order. Yer. Yes. The even killed. Virginia born. New Jerusalem Millville and t where you at? Don't bring feelings to a fact fight. Don't do it. Do not balk up that tree. That tree will fall on, fall you. on you. I don't know why, don't your, know why your advisors advice. ain't forewarn you. you. He is Mr. Logic. And over here, down in the Alamo, via Baltimore, blood of a slave, heart of a king, <laughs> resident statistician, I am five, and tonight, we're going to take a walk around the association, but in a little bit of a different way. We're going to talk about the state of the game, where are we headed, where should we go? Then we're going to talk about the one and only, Eric, the enemy of the state, he goes on to Westwood be the associate head coach at ucla Then of course you know we're gonna get this thing started with that thing that we like to call get it off Ah, chest so mr lot unwrap it and do the (laughs) honors pause
1: yes so yeah pause we've all probably seen the footage uh it's kind of you know you got to understand context you just, you just have footage I've seen two clips one where these three men attempted to uh to assault Cam Newton and I've been reading a lot of these articles and I've been I've told a story a couple of times and it's like yo he's like 6'6 six, six, oh he's like 6'5 250 then you read one thing he's 6'7 260 you read something else he's 6'4 245 I <laughs> This man is a huge professional athlete. I have a couple of friends, like I said, in Utah that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". Looks like a giant individual. But he doesn't lift any weights, anywhere near the amount of weights that Cam Newton lifts. So when these dudes attempted to jump him, first of all, the first dude that threw the punch, his he threw a right hand. But his right foot wasn't on the ground. You can't get any power in that punch. You can't throw a jump punch (laughs) at Cam Newton. And maybe you had to because you're 5'7 trying to fight Cam Newton. And then he held you off while being bear hugged by another guy and his hat didn't move. And I know it seems comical now because it looks like there wasn't any serious injuries that resulted from it. Maybe some embarrassment. Luckily, these guys all had hoodies on. We can't see who they were. We just know it's Cam because he's a giant individual with dreads on the top of his hat, which have him pretty much at 6'10". So he's – there's his <laughs> dreads and everything else. So, like, we know it's Cam. We don't know, you know, what these other guys are. So you have that in your back pocket where you're not being publicly shamed because we couldn't see your faces. But it was poor form. It was flat-out poor form to behave like that. Uh, My son went to a football camp probably like seven, eight years ago. Eli Manning was there. He did throw a pick, but no one fought Eli Manning. I mean, no one fought Peyton Manning. No one does these things at these other events. And I don't know if it's a demographic. I don't know if it's our energy. I don't know if it's you know this this narrative that we feel like we have to be the toughest people in a room at all times. But that's just flat out idiotic. It's idiotic because you're out there with kids. You yeah, an event where a guy, I'm pretty sure Cam's not going to stop. He might hire more effective security. And then you talk about guys saying, like, oh, these guys always roll around with security. Well, this is why people want to get clout off of them, people want to do things. So it's just like, I don't understand why our events, we, turn them into that we turn them into spectacles that are outside the bounds of just you know basic common decency and respect people say oh and does so much for the community you are out there doing something for the community like the people who are the leaders of tsp i think it's like total sports performance or something like that you guys are examples for your players so you can't go try to coach a player up on his responsibilities when You're out here throwing fists with the guy who organized, you know, and the headline such a major event. Right. We talked about all the social media exposure that these guys aren't getting because we can't see their faces. Well, the players for their team, you know, you get a guy that makes a great pass, a great catch, a great interception on this platform. Cam Newton tags him in it. Now the head coach at Kansas, or some scout at Kansas sees it or some scout at Iowa season, is it. like, "Oh, this guy. Who is this guy? He's 17. He's a, he's going into a senior year. Like, let's follow this guy. Let's check out his social media. Let's, because he's you're in that space. So for you to now kind of just dim the light of your own program with that behavior is is the biggest problem." Fighting Cam doing is ways. your is gonna run high, but you have to recognize. that, Listen, I'm in a position of leadership to lead young men, and people always talk about how young black men need leadership. Older black men, we need to be guide. We need to be the the the, the Gandalf to these young men as well. So we need to understand. Like, listen, we are the leaders. No matter if, no matter if this guy has his father in his life, or a good uncle in his life, or older brother in his life, you can be another person. He doesn't have to not have a male figure in his life for you to be a good role model. You could be another one. Like, you could be the third or fourth guy that he looks to is like, oh, my father does this, my uncle does this, I met Cam Newton, he sends me messages on Instagram, my coaches. You can be part of this village that raises these children, and when you you act like that publicly and just stupid, like, you weren't going to get Cam Newton on the ground. He used to run through tackles from Luke Keekly. Come on, the man had 45 touchdowns one year. only person that can take down is Von Miller. Von Miller's bigger than him. You're not trying to fight Von Miller. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, I just just wish people would. I wish we, as black people, I understand we shouldn't have to take on the burden all the time for all black people's behavior. But sometimes you got to look at it like, is my behavior, is this event going to overshadow what these young men are trying to do out in this field. Couple with a lot, it's probably a lot of people out there. It's probably a lot of people managing social media accounts. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of, you know, young men and women who are doing that. You probably got a lot of young men and women photographers. You probably got a lot of parents out there. Is this such a, there's such a a, a, a swell of positivity and work and effort that people are putting into this. Why would you put yourself in a position to ruin all of that? Mm-hmm. So that, that's my get off my chest. Like, listen, I understand like emotions run high, but you have to think big picture.
0: Right. So, you know, I I, I don't know, man, you said it all, but it's, it's just wild to think about, you know. Um, so get it off my chest. As a parent, part of your job is to anticipate the future. You know that your kid is going to touch the stove. You know that your kid going to get a little too close to the electrical outlets. I was having a conversation, you know, with my wife one time uh, when my son was four. My youngest son, he's eight now. And she told me, you know, why are you talking to him like that? He's only five years old. And I said, because I'm talking to nine-year-old him. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to say something now that will prevent something that might happen later. So I was thinking about this this weekend as I had memories of Legarrette Blunt, you know, popping the Boise State guy. You know, I had the memory a few months ago of Caitlin Clark, you know, when she flopped when you know the fans were rushing to court, yeah. you know. And uh, but the other day, unfortunately, Kyle Filipowski from Duke was not able to shake the fans. You know, Wake Forest coming downhill, somebody clipped him in the knee. So I say that to say I don't have a problem with court storming or field storming, but there has to be more nuance to it as far as let's get the other team off the field or let's get both teams off the field. And now y'all have fun. Go throw the goalpost in the river like Tennessee did. If you want actually showed up on Google maps too, you know, but anyway, you know um, he got injured. So, we saw LeGarrette Blunt punching people. We saw a Nebraska player last year, I believe, got hit by a fan this past season, football player. So what has to happen for Court Storming to be viewed in a serious way as a danger? Hopefully this isn't it because I don't know the extent of his injury. I just know it was his knee. So sometimes the threat is not here right now.
1: But it's imminent. That's legit. He stuck his leg out by the way. And Kayla Clark ran into that girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's a matter of self, it's the self-preservation and self-awareness. I saw, I believe it was like a big high school game, maybe it was a college, and they saw the fans were gonna storm the court and the players on the losing team. Just He just took off running. I remember watching him run away from the wave of people, and he kept his head up and he just ran off the court. You, you know what's coming. Uh, I remember the Duke-Clemson game last year, the football game. They had fans already out of the stands with a few minutes left in the game. Right. Just I'm like, hey, what stadium? They like there was fans on the sideline of Duke with the football. They
0: they were were in the uh, what is it? They were on deck, like they were playing baseball.
1: (laughs) Yo, legit, like they were they were out there, like they were all team managers, just out there giving out water. They were literally on top of the players. I'm like, that's just not a that's not a safe thing because you got people out there that don't understand. We got to pay attention. A football's coming. A play's coming your way. They don't know how quickly the uh, running back running out of bounds. How quickly he can get from the hash mark to the bench after he's right. pushed, and you know to get out of the way. We've seen coaches get injured that way. Uh, i saw the coach that got knocked over was it the Philly coach that stood up? He had the thong on.
0: Uh, he I got knocked so. over. I think so. <laughs> so it was like and I know Kamara took out one of the uh, workers this year.
1: Yeah, somebody like uh, one of the a photographer or some or a sound yeah, guy something got like his that, leg yeah. got his leg complete. You know, got his leg torn up.
0: Dennis Rodman so, yeah. kicking people in the- <laughs> Yo, he
1: kicked over with nuts. LeBron yeah. got his head yeah. hit, remember that? With the camera. Little, yeah. Yeah, a
0: little blood. You know, so so yeah, uh but we wanted to get started with the state of the association. Um you know, even though ratings are up from last season, you know, um when I was looking at it earlier, I believe the number was here it is right here. Uh it's up 16% from last year but the nba doesn't seem to have the buzz that it used to have even though the ratings are good even though the game is growing globally you know so wanted to have this conversation we talked about it a little bit last night on cups in the gang you know shout out to the crew you know and i wanted to get Mr. Logical's thoughts on this you True. know so as far as the nba goes does it feel to you don't bring feelings to a fat fight, but I'm just saying. Do, do you yeah. feel that it's not as exciting, or are you not as excited as a fan as you usually are? Has that changed at all for you?
1: I think uh, as I'm pulling up another game right now. Yeah, I'm watching. The, I'm about
0: to watch Kings and Heat, but no Jimmy Butler because he's suspended.
1: Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, like I said to you, we are having a conversation in the pre-meeting. I think the current state of the NBA, and if we're comparing it to because the NBA players, they don't wear helmets, they don't wear masks, they don't wear any kind of thing that strikes their face. So it makes them easy to market. Right. And I think we can go back to Barcelona Olympics. It's, you know, if you watch any documentary, it's one of those things that said that was like the benchmark where, you know, basketball spanned. It's very similar to, when the Beatles played Ed Sullivan back in the 60s, it was like a lot of historians, musical historians point to that moment. as like that's one of the biggest impacts in music, because when people saw the Beatles, a lot of bands kind of modeled themselves after that. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. these guys can go global. So can I. So with the 92 Dream Team going over there, Jordan was an icon. I think he was already. I think he had just won championship number two.
0: Sounds about right. Because they won the first one in 91,
1: yeah. But he was already on shoe number seven. So, like, the shoe was already global. They were already iconic shoes. And that was, like, just one through seven. And the NBA started kind of marketing their players a lot more. Recent players, I think, just don't have that same marketability. And then one of your points, I don't want to steal it, but I'll, I'll bring it up and let you expound on it. The rivalry kind of dissipated during this, the marketing of the player. Mm-hmm. So we'll use an example like Ray Allen, when he got traded, Ray Allen KG got traded to Boston. They had like a personal beef, essentially, between those three and LeBron. It wasn't Boston-Cleveland, and it wasn't Boston-Miami. It was ba- those three guys, LeBron, We're better than him. You mix in Rondo in there. But then Ray Allen goes down to Miami. He creates a beef between KG and Paul Pierce. And then when LeBron goes to L.A., Rondo plays in L.A. and they, you know, they win a championship. So each one of these guys who supposedly had a beef with him when he was a member of the Cavaliers and the Heat, both won championships with him outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. So the marketing of the player kind of squash the team rivalry piece so now anytime you talk about a player if there's no beef no rivalry there's like the excitement to watch the game like chet and wimby should be prime time every time it's on because it's they're both unicorns they're both young you have chet who's american player i know it's a knock on like american player especially american like skilled big men and wimby is french guy number one overall pick (laughs) but i'm not sure if they make that a marquee like that should be deliberately a marquee matchup but the nba just doesn't they don't have those same conversations they they highlight so many of their legends that the current player can't can't outshine the legend and that's and i think that's the problem
0: yeah so i was looking at it um, The NBA obviously started its popularity off the back of Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. Yeah. Now, obviously, this was a thing because they had just played in the college basketball national title game against each other. Then they come to the league and the league got fortunate that they met a few times during the 80s. You know, only four or five teams made the finals in the 80s anyway. And you had but, Larry
1: went to the White City Magic yeah. went to the Showtime it, City. It wouldn't right. have work reversed,
0: right? And like I and like I said last night, you know this was the first East Coast West Coast war. This predated Tupac and Biggie, yeah. you know. What I'm saying so this was the this was the war, and this was like the thirty for thirty covered it. You know, you know the black versus white. It was like a lot of elements. That, Blue collar versus yeah.
1: Hollywood, right? White and versus it, it, black, yep. Yeah.
0: And it and it brought all that to the forefront. But I've been talking to Celtics fans. I've been talking to Laker fans, and right now they don't necessarily have that in them. Like if they're under the age of thirty, generally, they don't have that in them because they only seen you know Boston and LA matchup in two thousand eight and two thousand ten. So to them, it's just another. Finals that happened. Whereas, that's half their
1: life. That's the thing about it. Like to us, it doesn't it doesn't seem that far away, but 2007, 8, 9, that's 16, 17, 18 years ago. Like that's, right. if they're 30, from the time they were 12, all they knew was these individual beefs. Like right. post, like 2011 was 13 years ago. So if you're 26 or 27, you know LeBron for the decision, but that's, but that's that's why you don't like him as an individual. You don't like him because you know it has nothing to do
0: with him being a great like basketball it. related or like yeah, yeah. it's just that and
1: conversation.
0: So so to whereas contrast that with the NFL, you know, as a commander or commodore or commando, whatever you want to call us. The you know, generals, whoever the, they're gonna be yeah, next year. Yeah, whatever you want to call us. Um, we want the Cowboys to lose every game. You know, we want the Eagles to lose every game. We want the Giants to lose every game because there's an NFC East division. You know, Mr. Logical wants to see the Saints lose every week. You I like Derek I mean?
1: Carr, but if he went own 17 it wouldn't bother me at
0: all. Wouldn't hurt your feelings? Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't. as So as we look at it, in the NBA, divisions don't mean anything. Like, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and it's like, who's going to win the Northwest division? Minnesota, Denver, or OKC? And I was just like, yo you're the only person that is thinking about this in that yeah. way. Like, you know, I, you know, and, and I'm sure we could tell you who won divisions years ago and everything like that, but it was just because this was the one seed or this was the two seed or so on and so forth. So also, you know, now the NBA is talking about expanding, you know, Las Vegas and Seattle, shout out to the hat, seems like they're in the chamber right now, you know, but outside of money, which is obviously it's a business. Yes. Is, is there a need to expand? Like, is there a, like as a fan, is there enough talent to go around to bring into expansion teams? The,
1: this, I think this is what, which what we have as far as like talent and expanding. I, I say this all the time when I'm at work, when people are trying to make these decisions, like, listen, you guys are trying to fix the roof when the foundation has problems we get these young basketball players and they have great buzz through overtime elite the internet their high school teams they're playing everywhere they get great buzz and college football that works because most of these top players go to top schools and they compete at the top level trevor lawrence sean watson Tua, jalen hurts a lot of these top quarterbacks they go to the big school you get those matchups at some point. Justin Fields going to Georgia, transferring Ohio State. You you get you get to see this high school kid that you saw on a Netflix documentary. Now he goes to college. Um, Sam Hartman was on a Netflix documentary. Spencer Rattler, we still follow him. If an NBA a kid that wants to go to the NBA, he can't come straight out of high school. So he goes either overseas, G League or OTE. Well. I don't know what their TV deals look like. So essentially from the end of their high school season until the NBA draft conversation comes around the following year, keep they graduate high school. Maybe they go early May or early like January, February, however that works, or they go traditionally, they graduate in June. We don't hear about this guy who is this highly touted number one, two, three or four or five overall player. We don't hear about him again until the draft comes up. And then you put his numbers up from this French league that he played in, and he averaged nine points, four rebounds, and it's like, yeah, and then he's calling
0: out my guy Koulibaly like that.
1: <laughs> so it's like we don't we don't follow them. Whereas if you allow that buzz to go straight from high school into the NBA, and then you let that young talent develop in the NBA then we can start transitioning off these conversations about some of these old heads like right. there should be a guy in the league that we look at as the next cp3 when it's his time but we got cp3 still and that's all we focus on because the young guy goes away for a year we don't see him we don't see or hear from him until the draft analysis starts coming up and then it's like well we see him in the you look like i say you get their stats from the pro league and it, and it doesn't translate so then you just you go right back to just watching stuff. You go right back to watching Kawhi. You go right back to watching Paul George. You go right back to seeing where James Harden is going. Who's going to trade for Trey Young? And it's like all these young guys are coming in, and they, they lose all their buzz. Mm-hmm. And then they go to a terrible team. People don't watch that team. They don't market that team because there's no other star in that team. That's why these young guys go to these terrible teams. And it just they just kind of just get lost in the sauce. Right. That's the NBA's fault. The NBA so, so, should be trying to find ways to highlight every team. Like, if you if you get in the top 10, the NBA should be trying to put you on TV more than the Lakers.
0: Well, see, you know, like when the end-season tournament came up, the NBA's worst nightmare happened. The Indiana Pacers made it to the championship. Even though they were playing against the Lakers, you know, it was the Indiana Pacers. And a lot of people got introduced to Tyrese Halliburton. You know, who I've been talking about for at least two years. But when he but,
1: when he got traded from Sacramento, like a lot of the pundits were like, this doesn't make any sense. Like Yeah, I don't know why Sacramento.
0: Trade? If I was Sacramento, I would have kept him and let Fox go. But you know, uh, but as we but as we were looking at it though, Indiana they were beating Boston in the in-season tournament. They beat Milwaukee a few times, you know, and people still were like, Who's this Halliburton guy? Now, unfortunately, he got hurt right after the end season tournament, but now he's back. He he was an all star and you see him. I saw him on some podcasts recently, but he's still not in the conscience, I think, of the typical NBA fan or I guess the casual. So 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 as so as I'm looking at this, I'm going back to the NBA draft. I've seen Wimby on TV a few times, quite a few times. Usually when they're playing the Lakers, you know, we've seen yeah. Chet, because he plays for OKC and they started coming up last year. But I'm like, okay, the number four and five picks of the draft are twins, you know, that went back to back in the draft. And I want to know how many games of Asar and Amen Thompson the actual the fan of the NBA has watched or seen, or heard about them. Now, Asar, you might not hear about him as much because Detroit is the worst team in the league, you know. But Amen is on the Rockets that went out and paid the money for Fred Van Vliet, paid the money for Dylan Brooks. Has Ime Udoka as your head coach. So from a business standpoint, why why wouldn't you put them on TV just because uh, Ime is so polarizing? You know so so and that's the thing is that growing up now as a Wizards fan you know we're in the Southeast Division with Orlando, Charlotte, you know Atlanta, you know in Miami, but who do Wizard fans hate? Nobody, Not, right? Nobody. You know I mean you might hate them all cuz we lose them to them all, but you yeah. know what I mean? but
1: who do you hate I think like, right now they hate the contract that a uh, old boy signed
0: Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, he yeah, he got demoted. But 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 you know like so so when I'm 80 years old with no teeth in my mouth, I'm a still be I'm still going to be screaming fuck the Gators. You know, saying still got that email address by the way. I hate the Gators at yahoo.com. You know, um we still I made it when I was 16. But you know, I'm still going to be hating on the Cowboys. You know, that Prescott's grandson or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is how it works. But in the NBA, I can't even count on Lakers and Celtic fans to still hate each other. So, like, long-term, you know, David Stern marketed the players. Is that going to be a problem long-term down the road, or do you think that the TV deals are so great that it won't have an effect?
1: I think once I'm, – I'm trying to, trying to see how, how I can phrase this. Because if you think about uh, – the Warriors, a few weeks ago, were interested in trading for LeBron. Right. The guy that essentially ruined their, quote-unquote, perfect season. Right. Granted, his, it was a team game. And then you played them back-to-back. He dropped 50 points when you won the NBA Finals games. Like, why are you trying to trade for LeBron? They should be rivals. They should be you could be amicable, you could be friendly, you could be business associates, but as far as like playing on the floor, teams shouldn't be looking to build with their rivals. But that's what it is with these because everyone's chasing the chip. Because if you could talk about, remember when Houston won like 20 something games in a row?
0: Yeah, Tracy McGrady. Uh huh.
1: I don't recall six or seven TV shows the following morning, if they won 17 in a row or 18 in a row saying something like, well, if they don't win the championship, all of that was for nothing. You make a move now in the NBA where you trade for a guy. And it's like, well, if you don't win the championship, now you made this trade. It was a waste of trade. So I think this using the, the highest grading standard available for a league is like, you all have to win championship for this move to make sense. Right. That is I think that's going to hopefully that slows down because they're, they're always talking about so many guys' legacies. So once these guys like Katie, Harden, Russ, once these guys are out of the league or they're out of that realm where the expectation is for them to win championships, then they're going to have to market some other players. Because I don't think any young players have won championships in recent years, if we, if we kind of go back like any young led teams like OKC, like none of those young guys, Sacramento. That's a young team. Atlanta's a young team. I
0: mean, the last few champions were, you know, last few, you know, Lakers, Warriors, Warriors, Milwaukee with an older Giannis.
1: Uh, Boston was in the NBA finals. Who won it last year? I'm drawing a blank. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. So like. But their star player doesn't care about legacy, so you can't even really have – like. You, if you ask Jokic about his legacy, he wouldn't even really have an answer. So right. I think that's going to fade. So once the legacy championship being the ultimate benchmark, once that fades, then they're going to have to put the Thompson twins on. They're going to have to put Chet versus Wimby on the marquee. They're going to have to figure out how to get Job ja Morant and Zion Williamson to be the faces of the league, well, I'm Anthony sure Edwards. they would
0: like. I, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure they would like Anthony Edwards, but problem number one is he plays in Minnesota. You know, I which think, is, so? I think
1: you 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 realign the conferences, you move him to the east, and mm-hmm. then you get him more games in New York. You get him more games in Philly because if you look at, but the it map, doesn't
0: matter. But it doesn't matter if if like if they don't win a championship or something. It doesn't matter if first take undisputed. They're going to have to talk
1: about him. No They're going to They're gonna have to. They're going to have to. They're going to have to because LeBron has this next April. That's um April, June, playoffs, whatever, Play. I can't see him playing at 41 or even wanting to play at 41. His son should put, maybe potentially gets an opportunity to league starting this summer. With the draft oh, or yeah, free he's agency, off mock,
0: he's off the mock boards right now. Yeah, but yeah, somebody will sign him as a free agent. Some,
1: somebody, yeah. So he'll get an, op, like potentially like somebody gets an opportunity. Somebody got different
0: done for some reason.
1: The Lakers did. I'm <laughs> saying, <laughs> so he'll get an opportunity. So CP3, how many years he has left?
0: Well, he comes back tomorrow, and of course, you know, against my Wizards. You know, uh, you got a guy like
1: Kyle, Kyle, people don't know Kyle Lowry and like LeBron, CP3. They're all like the same age. So soon as soon as these guys who kind of carried the league from 2010 up till today start to just retire or just kind of fade away, then you're gonna have to find, you're gonna have to find the that the Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards matchup. You're gonna have to move it up because it's going to sure. be on the West Coast, whatever whatever the time is. So it's like the NBA is going to have to change their model. They'll probably just hire a bunch of guys like Draymond Green and Chris Paul will be on TV all the time to kind of keep that keep that bridge together. Right. But at some point, you're going to have to realize, like, yo, Kevin Durant's not going to be in this league forever. You got to right. highlight somebody else.
0: The last question I wanted to ask you before we move on is – uh. What do you think the impact of like AAU is? Cause like, you know, these guys come up together, they know each other, you know, they've been playing with each other since they were 13, you know, through the college years, if they went to college and all that and they get to the NBA. So they're friends. Now, for example, like, you know, we talked about magic and bird, how they played for the national title. Well, you know, Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing played each other in a national title game in college, so you know there was an extra story there when the Bulls and Knicks played in the playoffs because it's like, hey, is Patrick going to get his get back? And then when he didn't come back next year, is Patrick going to get his get back? So you know, but but do you think but, that? But I uh, think it, Patrick,
1: but I think Patrick Ewing was was viewed as one of the top players at his position, definitely and was marketed definitely, as such. Yeah. So that Ewing versus Jordan, Jordan versus Ewing, Nick versus Bulls, it was hailed as. This alpha versus this alpha bringing their team to meet in this arena. Right. To battle it out. Uh, I think there's the Instagram, AAU, high school marketing aspect of it. I think the NBA is going to have to lean into it. They're going to have to maybe re-evaluate the one-and-done rule because you're going to need buzz. Right, because because you got guys that go to college now. If a guy, if there's a guy right now who's a junior who's averaging nineteen points, six rebounds for like DePaul or something, the knock on him would be if he was any good, he would have left after his freshman or sophomore yep.
0: year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so you can't even follow the relationship, and you can't develop a like a, a following after your. 20 years old like the right. NBA like the NBA narrative has ostracized you. We talked about before in the meeting uh Jello Ball. He's playing in like some Mexican league. Right. And at no point have I saw him and thought he can't play on an NBA roster.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially in a league play. that shoots so many threes.
1: Shoots so many threes. Hey, if he doesn't play defense, you get him with the right coaches. Listen, if you want to get – I'll give you four threes a game if you give me 75% defensive effort. Yeah. I'll call four plays for you where you can pop these threes. You go two for four if you're Steve. lucky.
0: Steve Nash, and, and you want we'll go MVP from there. two MVPs without defense.
1: Didn't play an ounce of defense.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so, I just wanted to touch on that. You know, um, like I still love basketball. I'm not as excited about the NBA just because it's just a three-point contest. The all-star game was like the epitome of why I'm not as in love. It has nothing to do with, you know, old man or Jordan or any of that. You know, I just just don't like the fact that every team is basically the same outside of the Lakers because they can't shoot, and I hate the fact that Anytime you want to talk basketball or watch basketball on TV, hear experts talk about basketball, they talk about one player. You know, um, that, or they
1: or they compare current players to legends when you can't get a definitive answer. And that yeah, becomes give me a
0: Dame, give me a Dame Kyrie comparison. You know what I mean? Give me a. Jason Give me a Halliburton, Halliburton, right Halliburton,
1: Halliburton versus Fox was a trade worth it conversation. There you go, like that's SGA, a like I said, SGA versus Trey Young, like you know who's going to be the next young small guard to walk in the steps of. Like you could bring up Isaiah Thomas by saying, "Hey, I got two small guards. Can you build and win with these two guys? How right. do you do that?
0: Like the way Isaiah did, of, and then you yeah. take about the conversation after that."
1: But then, but instead of saying, oh, Isaiah Thomas was the only small guard to do it, Steph can't do what Isaiah Thomas did. And it's like that conversation is so ridiculous because you can look at their accomplishments and be like, but you're going to have an argument, but you can't settle it. I can settle straight young versus SGA.
0: And then that conversation always happens without the context.
1: Completely lacking context. Contextless.
0: Yeah. So. Switching sports, switching gears, no LeVar Ball. You know, we got uh, Eric Bieniemy. you know, taking a job at UCLA under Deshaun Foster as the associate head coach, which I assume is assistant head coach. Uh, you know, this is his second time at UCLA. He was a running back coach there in the early 2000s or so. So uh, I was listening to him earlier today, or I guess somebody that talked to him, said that he did he did receive interest from NFL teams to be their offensive coordinator this off season, but he had to sit back, reflect and decide what he wanted to do. And this is what he chose to do. So Mr. Logical, what's the end game here? I don't believe that. I, I don't believe it. it all. I don't believe it either, but what's the end game here for him?
1: Uh, I, I, we talked about this. A lot we talked about it on camera. We talked about it off camera. I don't know what his expectations are. If you would have gone to a team that's consistently churning out NFL coaches from the offensive coordinator position, granted I know Alabama is like an anomaly, but a lot of coaches – went to Alabama after just failed stints, for lack of a better word, throughout the country throughout, you know, the professional league or the college ranks. They go to Alabama. They get one or two years. They use that talent pool. They put their system to work. And now they look like genius coaches. Let's keep it on If I'm an offensive line coach and I go to Alabama, I'm going to look like a genius. Because every offensive line in Alabama, I think they're bigger than some NFL teams. Like just across the board from tackle to tackle, right? they were bigger than most NFL teams. I don't think there's a defensive line in college football that's bigger than any NFL defensive line to include Alabama like from end to end. So if I have an offensive line that's Bigger than every end, like bigger than some NFL teams playing against college kids. I'm gonna look like a great offensive line coach. Right. And then you use that to camel yourself forward. I'm not sure, like I said, last year we talked about the move to Washington. I thought that wasn't gonna work simply because I didn't think Washington had the stability from the top, considering that owners were coming out publicly calling for the head of Daniel Snyder. Right. So once again, like if I'm looking at that information and I'm Eric being in me, because like I had it. I had it as a fan. I'm not an insider. So I knew that it was gonna all end in tears in Washington. But yeah, he still he left the Super Bowl winning combination between him and Mahomes because he called the plays every year. Andy Reed made it known: like, listen, EB calls the plays. This is his play calling. We game plan together, obviously, but he calls the plays. Mahomes went to him, whether it was an argument or an agreement. He went to Eric Bieniemy, and they made they made magic.
0: Yeah, that he was the one World. that pointed out yeah. um, he the touchdown that Sky Moore and yeah. uh, Kadarius Tony scored in that Super Bowl, uh, based off of how Philly was playing defense.
1: And they still ran that play, and they won another Super Bowl because of it. Because that's the seed that he planted for him not to see like that. Like that is your path. He could have looked across uh, the building at Steve Spagnuolo. Steve tried to coach. Didn't
0: eleven and forty-one. Out.
1: Eleven and forty-one. Didn't work out. Now he has four rings as a coordinator. He's probably gonna go up. Oh, he's probably to go to the Hall of Fame because of it. He's we won't even look at his eleven and forty one. The
0: only coordinator in NFL history with four Super Bowls. Four.
1: Bill Belichick has two. I think Nagy has two at this point now. So I don't know. I just you you t- you use the phrase betting on yourself. I just wish that it was a little bit more of a logical decision. Like if you'd have yeah. called, like if you'd have called me, I would have told him, like, yo, don't leave Kansas City.
0: Yeah. Go, negotiate the pay Kansas raise. City. Don't leave Kansas City unless you're going to uh, Buffalo with Josh Allen. <laughs> maybe Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. Like maybe Justin Herbert. Like you got to have something in place because we talk about we yeah. talk about how. Sam Howell led the league in passing yards for a couple of weeks, right? you seen Sam Howell's touchdown to interception ratio.
1: Is it one to one or 1.5 to one or something
0: like that? 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. You know what I mean? So run the damn ball, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Second of all, um, I was thinking earlier, and I'm upset because, you know, we record later in the day. I was listening to Danny Connell on my way home from work. And he said something that I wanted to say. I'm going to still say it, but I got to give him the credit because he said, he it, said first, it first, even right. though I did think it, you yep. know, first. But, or, you know, whatever. Uh, but maybe the end game is Dion's not going to be at Colorado for a long time and Eric Bienemy is angling to go back home. Even though he could have had that job previously, you know, maybe he thinks or at this stage – maybe Colorado being his alma mater is the only place that is going to give him a head coaching job. Unless, unless Ethan Garbers goes ham for the next two years for UCLA and you get something like a AAC job, you know, a UTSA when their coach leaves, something like that.
1: But We talked about this the other day. He's currently 54.
0: He's fifty-four years old, and that's why the NFL thing wasn't going to work because outside of Dan Quinn, you know, all these coaches that got hired this cycle just about beside him and Harbaugh, you know, the rest of these coaches are thirty-eight, they're forty. But that's,
1: but that's been the case for the last few years. I think he was already behind the the age power curve because I think Vrabel got hired a few years ago at Tennessee. I think he's just he's forty-eight. Uh who, uh, all the McVeigh, Shannon, hand that whole tree of plate coaches, mm-hmm. they were all in their 30s, like the mm-hmm. floors and all these other guys,
0: McDaniels,
1: McDaniels, all these guys were in their 30s, and it was all working. So, you mix that with, like I said, like we talked about this literally a year ago. Maybe he just doesn't interview well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You had. Like I said, don't look the don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You had just, you had everything you needed with Patrick Mahomes because he was getting all the credit every single time he wasn't getting hired as a head coach. Every the pundits that were on TV, to include and then you can add Andy Reid saying like, Eric Bieniemy calls the plays. They had gone to back to back to back to back to back AFC Championship games. Obviously they went again this year without him. But right. I imagine that he if he was there, maybe he would have noticed that Kadarius Tony was not gonna be in his in his head and ready early on because they said he was tough on players. And maybe they get to that those drag routes that they started throwing later in the season earlier because he is like this is his system.
0: Right, right. So
1: right, right. I hope it works out for him. And ucla i just don't know like how how much longer are you gonna do this and you, and you factor in all this nil stuff that's going on with right different judges you got federal judges that can that can say one thing if they decide to factor in it state judges say one thing this lawyer argues another thing like do you want to go from the nfl where you you pretty much was sitting what Just uh, quotes skip bayless the catbird seat Mm-hmm. do you want to go on the road recruiting? Do you want to go sit in living rooms all over America trying to get these players to come in It just seems like you—you you, like he's hustling well, well, if backwards. Nothing
0: else, if nothing else, you just said it. He's got the ultimate recruiting card, right? I coached Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, but I'm trying to get a check, though.
0: This could be you. But, but you know, um, I think that for the most part, He's going to be UCLA's head coach this year. You know, Deshaun Foster has never been a coordinator. You know, how old been, is he? He's he's 44. He he's been a running back coach, you know, for the last six or seven years, eight years now, 2017 I believe, at UCLA. He was going to leave to be the Raiders running back coach this year before UCLA called hire, him. Hire. Yeah, so so like he so Eric Bieniemy may be at least for this year driving the bus a little bit you know so i think that if i'm someone who may have some kind of interest but if he has about, that
1: outlook how is he gonna another like even with that being said having that outlook and working for a guy uh-huh. that's 10 years younger than you looks way different than you when you're on a staff with guys who are your peers
0: i know but i'm sure like there's been coordinators that work for coaches that they're older than like, that's a thing.
1: Yeah. But a lot of those coach, a lot of those coordinators had their run at the head coaching spot and were like either, either they were content being coordinators. Like a guy like Dick LeBeau, Dick LeBeau just seemed to be like, listen, man, let me just run this zone blitz scheme.
0: Bud yeah. Foster at Virginia tech. Yeah.
1: Let me, let me just run this scheme. I got it. I'm locked in. Uh, you know, we talk about Spags, Wade Phillips, when he would come back to the NFL. He seemed to be like sometimes I was like, Why are you a coordinator? But maybe you figure, out like, you know what? I don't want to go to all the meetings. I don't want to do all the press conferences. I don't want to come up with the whole I don't want to
0: kiss the babies. I don't want to I don't want to
1: shake hands. Time. I don't want to do all I don't want to do all of that stuff. I just want to coach. Right. Like Dion, like we talked about Dion. Dion is the ultimate showman. He's like the greatest showman. On some, what's the boy named Wolverine? <laughs> the greatest <laughs> showman. I mean, so, but that's what Dion does. And I think Dion trusts his coordinators because he has the vision. And like you guys, and then you have your vision of offense, your vision of defense. Let me recruit players to fit your vision. I right. want them to fit my style. I want them aggressive. I want them to be leaders and dogs.
0: Now but he you. might but, but oh, he geez. might have done it again. He might have done it again. You know, because because you you know, you <laughs> talked about you talked about how going to Washington was a bad move, it was a dumb move on top of being bad. It you was know, a but, bad but, move that but now but now you're taking over UCLA or or you're gonna be at UCLA their first year entering the Big Ten. You know, so like so right now, you know, their uh fan duel over under is five and a half so let me let me go down this schedule for you real quick all right you know what i'm saying let me go down this schedule for you real quick so ucla 2024 regular season schedule starting out at hawaii that should be a win versus indiana
1: Toss Should up. be a win. Should be a Should win.
0: Be. They they did hire uh James James Madison's head coach though, so Kurt Signetti. So you know. never know he might be, be, he might bring
1: that that right. winning. Are you, are you ready?
0: You ready for this three game stretch? Oh god, let's hear at, it. At LSU, loss. Home versus Oregon, loss. At Happy Valley, loss. All right, back to so two and three. Back home from Minnesota.
1: After a three-game losing streak, you never know. That might be. They might. That might be a. They yeah. It might be like yo, we're not winning.
0: You know, after Minnesota, they're coming to a stadium near you.
1: Playing Rutgers. Yeah. That's a loss.
0: All right, you ready? Scarlet Knights. You ready? Yep. At Nebraska. Loss. Home versus Iowa. Loss. At Washington. Loss. Home versus USC, loss, and then they close with Fresno State at home.
1: So three, where they play twelve games. Yep. So three and nine.
0: <laughs> I got, I got them like five and seven, but you know, but yeah, like I don't think they're going bowling unless they get the exception because there's not enough bowl eligible teams, and so, so that's why I said like this is another thing because like a lot of people. Once people have a narrative about you, it's very hard to change it. So if your narrative is, I don't want to hire this dude. I don't think he's any good. He doesn't have a vision. I don't know how good he is. He goes five and seven. There's no context. There's no.
1: He he already did this. He
0: already made
1: the bad decision to go to a bad team.
0: So you know what? He should have just just really
1: negotiated to go back to Kansas City. What can I do to come back here?
0: I think we just answered the question of why he's not a head coach in the NFL because he's making like his bad dec- decisions. It seems like his
1: decision-making – either he <laughs> doesn't have the right board of directors that really give him guidance or he doesn't listen because, like I said, well, I am not an insider. I am not an insider, and I clearly stated everything that was going to go wrong in Washington a year ago, and I'm not even a fan of the team. You are. I'm like, this is what's going to happen. The owner, people want him gone. All these harassment cases. He and he's going to go from gonna be,
0: coach is going to be gone. We do coach, that.
1: Ron Rivera. We had Ron Rivera out in twenty twenty two. You and I in conversation. We had him on a hot seat entering that season. Right. Let alone making it through through twenty twenty three season.
0: Well now you decide to go work for a first time head coach. You know, granted, it's at his alma mater and it's somewhere that you've worked before. But you're going to they have an
1: allegiance to him and not you.
0: And and we're talking about UCLA. The last time I checked, Westwood was about basketball. They don't have the football commitment. That's why a part of the reason why they are not the Trojans. And they
1: are in California, the third best state as far as high school prospects. It goes Florida, Texas, California. I think that they, they alternate, but those are the top three states. So you have the most, one of the most popular cities in the world. Your university is there. And the third best state for high school player production. And you have been mediocre
0: Yep. yep. for
1: well over a decade. Yep. I don't
0: think they sniffed 10 wins. Chip Kelly's best Chip Kelly's best season was nine wins, and that includes the bowl game. They were like nine and four. They went eight and five last year. You know, um, they had some a little success under Jim Mora Jr., but you know, like that didn't last very long, obviously. The best thing about UCLA is their uniforms. Yeah,
1: just that, like I said, it just I think it just one bad decision it's on top funny of the
0: other how, one. It's Funny how for a guy, for a guy, good. I think is
1: very talented. Because you gotta keep in mind, he had Alex Smith looking like a pro bowler.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Eric Biennami would love to have Dante Moore. He'd hate to hear our show. I mean, it is what it is. He needs to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? He needs to, to to look. Look. he needs to listen to I, it. I, you know? I gave you the blueprint last you year why you
1: shouldn't have taken that job.
0: Well, look, man. Josh McDaniels went through that, so you hopefully you ain't have to go through that, you know. He crawls so you can walk, and he (laughs) walked right to the hornet's nest. But before we get out of here, we wanted to touch on this real quick, quick story. You know, uh, of course, the new NCAA football game is coming out. Pre-order at GameStop is open, apparently. You know, but uh, these players are like, hey, we want to get paid for our name, image, and likeness. Oh, about you know NIL. And, you know, so they worked out a deal, I guess, and EA Sports came back and said, OK, we we worked it out to where six hundred dollars per player, you know. So at first I was like, that's a small amount of money. But considering how many college football players there are, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what's realistic for real, you know. But what I do know, and of course, as a former airman, you know, saying the military be full of it sometimes. You know, like a lot of these dudes, you know, get NFL tryouts, and then they be like, "Nah, you can't get out your commitment, dog." And then you the public has to come, the public has to come through, and,
1: and be like, "Free him, years. free him. Two years. I know you we got know? Chad Hall, Lieutenant Chad Hall, with the Air Force Academy. He was on the Falcons practice squad, and then I was giving him a tour of the shop at Hill. He did his two years at a yeah. uh, an MOS,
0: and, and then so he went now. To so, so now, you know, we've learned that the Air Force, Army, Navy football players will be depicted in this game, but they will not receive, will not receive any of that $600. Not that they need it, but it's just the principle for me.
1: I, I wonder why. I'm, I'm going to read an article real quick to make sure, because I believe that the Academy – I believe they get paid the equivalent of like an E-1,
0: uh-huh.
1: which is like, you know, the Air Force, that's an Airman basic. I think Army is a private.
0: Private. Yeah. Corporal. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah. I think they get paid.
0: seamen that. <laughs> so. Or I guess they're sailors. I don't know. They, 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 yeah. they, they might have they got politically correct on us.
1: Yeah, so I think that they do get paid some kind of uh
0: stipend academy. or something. Yeah, some kind of like pay scale. You know, but but for me, I don't care about any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like this is America and you should be able, you know, regardless of all of that, you know what I mean? Like you're making money off of my likeness. You know, I should receive something, which is the whole problem with college sports in the first place, is that it took us this long to get to NIL because they were making all this money off the players' back that the players weren't seeing. And NIL ain't enough. Like I know everybody out there is talking about how NIL is going to ruin the sport and all that kind of stuff like that. But when you got the Big Ten literally, literally signing a seven billion dollar TV deal that the players see nothing of how many people even know the big 10 commissioner's name. Like how many people knew it before I said it a, like two weeks ago, am I get it off my chest or whatever it was? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So like the players are still not getting what they should get and you know? So that's why I like, you know, here it comes. It really chaps my hide, <laughs> you know, that, Everybody supports the troops except the troops.
1: It's like I said, I'm I'm gonna come up with a company, I'm gonna be a military consultant. I'm just gonna sit in the back of the room and when they come up with an idea and be like, nah, that's stupid, dog. That's gonna be the whole thing. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna add any insight. I'm like, nah, that's dumb. You
0: know, what I'm saying just you already got the, broken, the board. You already got the broken windows initiative. It's time for shattered glass incorporated.
1: Yo, exactly. Because, like, as I still work for Air Force now, and sometimes it's like, yeah, what are y'all thinking? These people are not like coming out of retirement. Like, we're not doing yeah. that. Like, yeah. just y'all can save that email. I got a
0: that friend that's thinking about it, actually. I got a friend Man, they, that's thinking
1: about it. Yeah, you know they, they, know they, must, they must really miss
0: it. Nah, uh, I don't miss it. Because, first of all, even if I wanted to come back, I'm like, y'all ain't taking this VA from me. <laughs> read the fine read? print. I Listen, don't even know what's in the fine print, but there is yeah, a. Fine I know print. that's gone. I know that's
1: because you got to say, you got to, at least I remember, you got to say you're healthy enough to join. I ain't. I ain't ain't coming back. I ain't healthy enough to join. You You told me on my way out that I wasn't healthy enough to stay in. I'm not healthy enough to come back.
0: Yo, Uh, I pinched pinched a nerve in my neck the other day and it was affecting my arm. I went to the emergency room Saturday. This is a true story. I was up for 24 hours on from uh, Saturday morning to Sunday. And I thought I was having a heart attack because my arm, was hurting so bad. It was numb. I went to the emergency room. They was like, no, nah, you got a pinch nerve, dog. Yo,
1: I bent over to pick up my snowboard pants out the, the snowboard bag. And my back was hurting all weekend. So I'm out there <laughs> trying to snowboard. I'm stretching my neck and my lower spine. I'm getting stretched between yep. my spine. As soon
0: as we get off of here. I'm going to put the joint on my neck. I got my muscle relaxers. Know. You know what I'm saying? It's I, was at the ch- <laughs> I went to the
1: chiropractor today. He gave me this exercise. He was like, do this. Is- so I'm like yeah. I'm falling apart, so oh, I'm man. definitely not coming back. But yeah, to supporting troops like I, I said, they, they, they get paid. They get paid every month. They get twelve hundred seventy-two dollars and twenty cents a month that's
0: cool. as
1: cadets at the school. That's that's every cadet. That's cool. Guess so what? So they all get paid. Guess what? So maybe they don't want to extend. I don't know if it's a legal thing, but maybe they just don't want to give. For instance, but guess what? If I got football player, player. If
0: somebody uses sports reports as order, I want my coins.
1: Yeah, but if they use if they pay the football players and it's like, well, we can't pay the volleyball team. Once again, I don't think it's a fully thought out concept because right. a lot of the Air Force decisions are very are made in a vacuum. They're not made with a lot of out outside influence. Sometimes it's the person at the head of the table saying, Charge that hill, we go up the hill.
0: That's and it. Will acknowledge the tribal yeah. chief, you know. But yeah, like you
1: wait till you retire, like me, and I sit in my cubicle and I talk real a lot about how stuff sounds stupid.
0: But but that's <laughs> but that, 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 that's what always upsets me about people that call themselves patriots and things like that. You know I'm what I mean? Like patriots. all this stuff applies. Than, I would have joined.
1: I would have joined if I don't want. I can't have somebody yelling in my face. Bone
0: Spurs. Sure. It 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 apply. It applies to you. If. And, and, you know, um, it, it applies to you because I want my coins. Like anything that you do in America that somebody else is benefiting from, you want your coins. And I agree, Residente. I agree. I agree. I agree. You know, um, I don't know what volleyball is bringing in. I don't know what the discus team is bringing in. But if you bring nothing, you receive nothing. So I'm 100% on board with that. But, you know, but obviously these players are bringing in something they're going to be in. Yeah, but, the thing, video but, but that's
1: the difference. The thing with, with military academies and just military formats in general is that there is a standard. And sticking as close as you can to that standard will prevent, you know, people from not understanding going forward. Right. Right, it's right. not always the greatest answer. And sometimes you have to make decisions for the masses that maybe someone within that confine could benefit from it. But if everybody can't benefit from it, if I just make, if I just draw this line in the sand and say, Hey, everybody over six foot five can't be a fighter pilot. If that's the number, then that's the number. That way, you know, going into pilot training, like, Hey, if you're this tall, You can't fit in the cockpit of that 16. You can fit here. You can't, you know. So it's like sometimes you gotta, we gotta kind of have these standards. And if the standard is, listen, we'll give you your stipend as a cadet. You get to play here. You get because you get exceptions for PT because a lot of offensive linemen have to be bigger than the waist and other of things like that. So you're already getting. They do get some exceptions, but we're gonna draw the line at listen. Our athletes aren't going to get extra money. Then mm-hmm. that's the line. We could dislike the line, but as long as it's clear, as
0: long as it's no, clear, true it's true no true athlete's going to get nobody, extra money. But, but, but nobody, but that, but, but nothing ever changes. I mean, not that it will change, but nothing ever changes if we remain quiet about it. You know, what I'm yes, saying it doesn't matter
1: if it change. So, so you, you I'm can here to voice your opinion. But but, well, I'm just you gonna know gonna what, what you Mr. Mr. Lobby, this, like, Lobby, like, this is the line. You know what, you you know Mr. Me, Lobby? I was, I was you told the
0: company line.
1: People, yeah, I was I was listen, I argued and everything else, but in the same sense when it came down to it, I was like, listen, in order for us to get this whole thing accomplished, your personal feelings, I don't need. The fact of the matter is, we at work, it's midnight, we launching 10 jets between now and 7 a.m. That's so all you it is. Gotta, not fair. You gotta do this work until we get to 7 a.m. At 701, we can have a conversation about the workload from midnight to 7 a.m. I'm not gonna have that conversation at three, well, five. you know what? To get you... these jets in there, we can have that conversation after the fact. So you can have the conversation later, after you sign a new contract or the school year is over. But they've already made the decision that hey, you're not gonna get paid. We don't have time to discuss it right now. We get some more data. You can bring it back to the table. We can go from there. But like I said,
0: I oh, argue. You, with the you best go ahead problem. and toe the line. I will lead the it. For I'm for these players you, to get here. their $600 that they've earned by being depicted in a video yeah. game. They, they already want to be exploited. When they already graduate, want to they graduate, they're already going they to be taking to go advantage to the base, of. I just
1: want them to have the- their $600. They'll be all right when That's they get to come to the base. And they already to some can't some get NIL. Like
0: they already can't get NIL. Like, just give them, give yeah, them like, but
1: you, $600. Yo, once again, you get to serve your country. That is the thing that you sign up uh, for. That is the benefit to your existence.
0: Aww. Uh, hey, you did it. well. You did it not realistic. Learn nothing else on Sports Reports is order. Listen. We, we boycott Peacock, and we want the troops to get their $600. Listen,
1: we not doing none of that. We okay, understand I understand what we it. signed up Two for. It. Five, you can you do down, it. Cadets. You got it. This guy, I'm pointing, I'm pointing the right direction. That guy has, <laughs> I'm telling you, don't come to me after you already <laughs> signed up for something that that you know will have a very. Uh, you didn't know that was a, a bit NBA of a horse. There was no NBA NBA Sports, no, NBA sports it was, when they joined. They're no. They're gonna make decisions in your existence that you may not like.
0: There was no video game when they joined. I'm not they talking about the money. dollars was on the table.
1: I'm not talking about the money. I'm talking about, listen, they're going to tell you how to cut your hair. They're going to tell you where to wake I that colonel
0: up. is taking money under the table to represent somebody's campaign when nah, he's in he, uniform.
1: Nah, he's good. They're just going to hire him later. He'll be like the director of some major uh-huh. corporation. Uh-huh. He's, shake, he's shaking the hands and kissing the babes. i am get it. Listen, I'm not advocating for that. All I'm saying is this. When you sign up for something... <laughs> And, you know, these people are going to have a bit of an autonomy of your existence. I know it can get frustrating. I did it. I did 22 (laughs) years and I did. I did. uh, I'm I'm still I'm still working there now. So when they change the schedule from nine to three to eight. So basically, basically you go and join me
0: when you get a new job. That's what's that's what's going on here. Listen,
1: I'm not worried about what they hear. They can hear this. i play it at work. I play it at work on the sixty-five inch TVs that we spend all this money on. I cover the wall. Well, they're actually on the floor now. We got to get them mounted to the wall. I play. I play the show at work. All,
0: right, all I'm man. saying
1: is this: you know, like you know what's coming. You may not like it, but you know there's going to be a certain level of control that this organization, being the Department of Defense, is going to have over your life. There's going to be perks. You can't get all of them. They're gonna take All a few right. of them away.
0: <laughs> I used to work
1: nine to three. Everyone was like, Oh my god, working eight to four. I'm like, listen, man. I used to work 12 hour shifts on the flight line, which basically were 13 hour shifts from the factory and <laughs> getting tools, getting my truck, and everything else. So, it was like, Just you can get six to hours to open. eight hours, <laughs> I'm good to go. I knew I know it can get worse, but after we get over this hill, we can evaluate <laughs> how we had to charge it. But until then, we charging this hill. And we'll figure out everything else afterwards.
0: For sure. But on that note, y'all, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the support. Like, review, subscribe. I am go
1: into the wild blue yonder.
0: all <laughs> Yeah, all of that. IM I am two five. He is Mr. Company. I mean Mr. Logical. He is Absolutely. Mr. Logical. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Thursday.
1: US Air Force Retired. I put in all my emails.
0: You know, no, the Air Force lost me when they got rid of, um, you know, Adam, Adam Boy, give him the gun. They lost me with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I heard that.
1: It hurt my soul. I'm not going to change.
0: You know what I'm saying? I learned (laughs) one song. Yes. (laughs) But we love you, America. We'll see you in a few days. I got to go call grandma real quick. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? See if she needs some more Epsom salt. Y'all have a good (laughs) night. God bless. Peace. Peace.